Welcome everyone to the Shantyman Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuned in and listening. I am so excited to be with you and talking uh, with you and to you. And uh, I, my name is Sam, Sam Rushton, and I'm here with my uh, host. What is your name? Victor Summers. Hi, Victor. I was going to leave it. I was going to leave you hanging there for a bit. And I just, can feel it. There like was I, like this. I, I think there should be a lot of awkward silences in our podcast. You got to leave time for, uh, you got to leave space sometimes. You do, but you also can't let your host get, like my heartbeat literally just skipped a second and I was like, he's just personally like, making me look like an idiot. Right. But it's, you, you realize we're not on live TV and we could go back and But edit, we don't. We never at make edits. That's right. Exactly. We nail it the first time every time. People need to know that. The, the truth is we didn't do nail it the first no, this time. So no, we, we never have. So yeah. it's good to see everyone. Good to nope, hear. You good can't to be, see them. No, but that's that's what we say. It's good to be with you. Victor, I just wanted to, to mention something to you. We are the Shantyman podcast. So we are both wearing what right now? Um, we're, we got our Mackinac's oh, on. Yeah. We got some, red, some, some of that buffalo plaid red, thing going red, on. Red checker. Yeah. Yeah. You got your nice hat. Also, I just want to say that your beard is a very nice beard. Thank you. How, I, do, you, how do you grow it? I, uh, it just, it, it's quite effortlessly <laughs> effortlessly yeah. I'm growing my beard I yeah. don't grow a, I don't grow a great beard if, if people know me um, you know it's it's uh, it's pretty raggedy I meet people I, I oh. went to school with a guy he could grow hair like literally to his eyeballs wow in like three days That's he would disgusting. have a full bushy <laughs> beard mine's quite ragged and uh and mm. and blotchy but well, you give it enough time yeah, it but, fills in yeah but let's compare and and we'll uh, maybe just go guys on the on instagram and and we'll put a picture on that they can on our instagram account the shannon podcast because right. if you compare it though to mine so i'm trying to fill mine out too if you compare it i don't know I oh think well you got yeah so you were mentioning something to me earlier though you got uh something in that made it look nice and oh yeah um, I, I i treat it i, tr- I try to you know, get get some product yeah. in my beard, and uh, I've tried several uh, different products. So I do the um, I do the wax. Um, what do you? Uh, I'm forgetting. We do. Um, I do an oil. Oh yeah. So I oil it, but there's also a, a a wax or a paste. Okay. That I put in it as well. So does it does, does growing it make you like what? How does it does it make you feel tougher or feel more manly? <laughs> It, it does not. It has it has nothing to do with that. I do not need a beard in order to feel manly. No. So what's going on anyway? And, and my wife hates the uh, hates the product that I've uh, that my my favorite beard oil, my favorite product. My wife hates it. So she she would much prefer a different uh, a different smell. Yeah. What's going on? That's it. My wife and I are fighting over beard oil. Really? <laughs> that's, See, the, that's the biggest thing in my life right uh, now. Yeah. Me and my wife usually end up fighting over like more significant things. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe, after, how many years have you guys yeah, been married? It's, uh, 23 going yeah. on. Yeah. So 20, you, you have to fight years. with those things after that. Yeah. We get, we get everything else worked out. So it's just, you know, you. finances are not a problem. Raising children is not a problem. Uh, the bedroom is not a problem. Uh, everything is just smooth sailing except for uh, the beard oil so, choice. the listeners, that's a big fat lie because I've talked to your <laughs> wife before. Um, I, I don't want to make go, make it this uh, podcast all of a sudden go more like deep or, more, or like all of a sudden turn it. But I just, I thought of something that I, I figured I, I would share um, just when we we're talking about spouses and those kinds of like, well, not just fights, but like meaningful things. But man, uh, me and my wife, 
<clears throat> had a big talk last night and uh um it was about like pornography and 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 that use and stuff like that mm. and i realized i have a lot of stuff piled up from my addiction from the past in there that just needs to like be dealt with like okay. it's it was literally like a, a a dam broke like i went from us just looking at each other with normally to like hunched over like weeping like slobbery mess wow. type thing and uh it was in like my back is still sore today from from that but it was really good i i, I honestly if anyone's listening i honestly recommend having that uh, um having a person to be able to kind of unload some mm. stuff that's you know transpired in your life that is like weighty or anything that you can kind of i don't know, help find some freedom or get that weight off and stuff because yeah. like it was yeah it was it was insane. Like, well, I was just it, it, which is unfortunate because you brought that up and now we have absolutely no time to discuss that. But we oh, are, yeah. we are, I mean, we, we have a list and, and folks, we, uh, if you're listening to this and, uh, you know, by this time we get a couple of, of podcasts, uh, behind us, yep. but we have a lot of good podcasts ahead of us. And this yeah. is one conversation that's going to come up it is. over and, and over Cause I think people really, uh, really not only relationships, yeah. but, but things that, uh, get in between uh, mm-hmm. us and our our spouses, and I, I think too. I, I share that with knowing that I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to share when we talk about that in more depth. But just wanted to kind of be re- relatable and, and keep keep it current to be like you know it's, it's currently transpiring in our lives that we're we're both you know um, working through some things, finding freedom, finding more deeper health and um, and intimacy you know with with our spouses and those kinds of things. So um, awesome. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's the spectrum, folks. The uh, of uh, relationship issues. <laughs> we, we went from yeah, yeah. <laughs> something so shallow and insignificant <laughs> to like a significant yeah. breakthrough. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Now, if you've been listening uh, for the last six minutes uh, to us going back and forth and mm-hmm. you've got a sense that there's someone else in the room because you heard breathing or laughing. Yeah, we told him to just... Uh, just be quiet and sit while we did the intro and <laughs> he's he's been eating the mic the whole time and laughing and uh, going on i think it's but laughing like in the sense of like these guys are idiots yeah. <laughs> it might be talking it might be a little bit of that yeah. but we're really excited to have our very first guest oh man on uh, the shannonman yes. podcast and uh, who is it i am honored because it is my father vincent arnold summers which nice. is which is what he likes to be referred to, and I'm his, honored. He, he I'm, likes to have his full name used. I'm honored too because I'm adopting him as my father for this podcast. So welcome, Ben. How, yeah, how welcome. How are you doing, Dad? Well, good, good to have you here. Good to see you two of my boys right here, right? Oh yes. yeah, and that's yeah. right. I'm a little unfamiliar with the setup, really. So. Uh, well, you it gotta, should be very interesting for me. I don't mind behind the pulpit with the mic. <laughs> yeah. That's my hometown, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, when it comes to this, well, well, you, hey, it's good to have the conversation. You, though. You whatever's going to wherever's going to lead us, I sure. don't know. <laughs> and you have like yeah. a, you have a good voice for it. And yeah. I, I just say, you know, if you if you need something to hit, like you normally, you know, smash that pulpit. Yeah, just okay. go ahead and give me your axe there. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. A, he is. I, I should tell people too, and and those yeah. that know my dad probably everyone has a story perhaps a vin story um but since you brought up pulpit mm. beating yes. uh, he is a, a pulpit pounder he's a pastor and uh has been for a number of years and we're going to get into that a little bit but uh dad just uh start off with maybe just a bit of a, a history a bit of background gives give people a bit of perspective on who vin summers is uh and uh, you can go back as far as you want 1945 
or 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 sooner. Well, actually, 1945 was born, right? Right. 1945, actually, the war ended when I got born, right? Right on. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, brought up in a Christian home, of course, and uh, trusted trusted Christ my Savior around eight or nine years old, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I had uh, I had a deep uh, respect for God and 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 for the things of the Lord and so on and spent a lot of time in the youth retreats in the Brunswick Bible Institute and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, summer Bible camps at Sandy Cove Bible Camp and uh, I had a lot of a lot of influence in my life from uh, uh, former friends uh, older friends who directed me and tried to guide me in the proper way and. So anyway, I, I I I kind of lived for the Lord and to a certain extent up until I was about 15 or 16, and then uh, of course uh, I got away from I got away from church, uh, trying to get away from church, trying to get away from our youth meetings and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and then yeah. things gradually gravitated uh, into into the world, and I got to appreciate the things of the world more so than. Than I did, uh, shall we say, uh, religion. Right, right. right. Yeah. Now so, you're you're a you're a Southwester too. We should we should mention that to people. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, your your home church, the church that you were brought up in, yeah. the church that your family went to, was Little Southwest Baptist. Yeah, up well, at the was, headwaters of the Little Southwest. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the best churches, really. That brought up in super pastors mm-hmm. and right. great teachers and uh, mission mission minded and. Uh, yeah. We just had it all. We had a Bible school institute in itself at, at our home church, right? right. Yeah, and uh, and so, so is is uh, and then we had mentioned in an earlier podcast about the impact the Shantyman had, you know, moving up in that area. Yeah. So you you were obviously familiar with that movement. Like, was that was that something that was going on while you were alive or young or older? Yeah, I could probably go back to uh, probably five years old. Wow! Yeah, yeah, six years old when I met the first uh, Shannonman missionary. Yeah, uh, Joe Strachan, right? And, okay. Uh, he came into town, and my grandfather and my father were uh, businessmen in lumber woods and had lumber camps and sawmills and hired thirty, thirty to forty men in the camps, and uh, sometimes far away. And so I got to know uh, some of the missionaries are with the Shannonman, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, They'd stay when the primarily were with the family that owned the business, right? Okay. And, uh, so this uh, Shannonman that I know, Joe Strachan, yep. he was uh, he stayed with my grandfather when he was in our area, right? And then he'd he'd go to the camps, uh, individual camps, and I think at one time they had about three going, right? Mm-hmm. And sawmills and the Shannonman would, uh, Mr. Strachan would. Uh, stay at my grandparents' place, and then he'd venture into the woods, right? And partially, you'd probably travel by vehicle to a certain extent, and then uh, it'll be from then on it'll be knapsacking into the camp, right? Really? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes ten, twelve, fourteen miles, right? Oh, wow, that's cool. And they'd they stay with the they'd stay with the the men for the week, right? Yeah, Mister Strackenwood and uh, the men would be working all day, but then. 4.30 to 5 o'clock, they'd have uh, not much to do in the evening except for, I can recall, when I was four and a half, four o'clock, they'd get their instruments out in the camp and their <laughs> guitars and violins and particularly one, 
usually had some talent there, and they they play music all evening and yeah. and get us kids dancing and whatever. And it's just interesting. A great old time, but I was only four years old, and I was I, I remember that like it was yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah. I when I uh, I so I'm uh, like well, I'm from Heartland, and I, when I grew up in that area. It was funny coming from there here to Miramichi because Miramichi is very like music oriented and kind of even going back to like the, you know, like that old flair from, you know, from from back then. So like for me coming up, you know, I remember coming at different times, you know, get, you know, go to the end of the garage or, you know, get together at these things and they're all talking about these get togethers where everyone's singing and playing instruments and everything. I'm like, this is what like I don't I wasn't yeah. wasn't used to it yeah. so it's cool kind of yeah. hearing it start back then where it's like they did it because yeah. I guess they were bored right so. yeah they, they'd be good good players good good singers and uh, yeah. just jamming all evening you know in some of the camps it depends on how much talent was there right yeah. but, but I remember as a young player probably only four years old at uh, one of the camps that we stayed we had uh, as a family we had uh, we had a small camp built uh, next to the big camp, right? And uh, at that time, there was uh, five of us in the family, right? Okay. And uh, and uh, we, I used to go over to the big camp every evening, listen to the music, and <laughs> uh, and I got into trouble a few times. And uh, uh, I remember my dad come over to get me to take me over to the small camp and in, uh, in the home actually, and and I didn't want to go, so I went in the. Uh, up in one of the top bunks, <laughs> and uh, he went. He went through the camp a few times. Did anyone see Vin? You know, anyone see Vin? And the, the men all kept lying to me, lying to him, and saying, "No, I we never seen him." And, and then the third time he come through the camp, I said, "I better come out." You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was probably getting yeah. scared at the time. Well, yeah, because yeah. yeah, eaten by a bear. Yeah. 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 What could have happened to yeah, a young right? a young child at a lumber camp? Yeah, uh, in the woods on the river. Yeah, uh, next no, to the no, river. And I no dangers there. <laughs> yeah, really. So anyway, mm. he, he, I come out of the hiding anyway. But uh, yeah. anyway, a lot of a lot of good memories, right? And, yeah. and meeting uh, hundreds of uh, men and good workers, and going to the woods and watching them cut trees. And I and, saw. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I just yeah. say I saw a picture uh, the other day, but from back then. And uh, I was I was honestly amazed because the size of the base of the tree, um, but then you saw all these guys like lined up by it, and mm-hmm. then this massive like um, saw. What are those saws called with the people on two ends? Yeah, the cross cut. Cross cut. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but the thing is like in today you have like yeah. chainsaws and machines mm-hmm. and everything where it's back yeah. then they literally had I guess a guy on each end and go through yeah. and I couldn't believe the size of the and the size of the tree that they would like go yeah. through to that's what yeah. I brought up with it was uh, in, okay. in the woods was uh, the crosscut saw right and all horses no equipment all horses and so I was, I was gonna initiate into that for a number of years in mm-hmm. in the lumber ones right. Yep. And uh, this is where the, the Shannon missionaries would go, and they'd stay all week. And uh, I suppose prepare during the day, and, and then in the evening when things were quiet and so on. And then they, he'd uh, he'd share the word with the gospel mm-hmm. tracts and uh, and preaching and and sharing his life, right? Yeah. And I, uh, I, I had I had I was thinking about what like what was the spiritual temperature mm. of of the time if, if people if people understand what i mean like were were these men in the in the woods were they church goers were they were, were you know would the shantymen have to convince them that there is a god first or would they would they already have a sense of god and then and then it's more of just you know 
presenting the story of Jesus? What what was the? Yeah, I think primarily people had a, a consciousness of God, right, and, right. A, and a respect for God and, and a fear of God, but they didn't know God. They didn't mm-hmm. know. Uh, they didn't know him, uh, but they had that respect, and I think they had a listening ear. Uh, at the time in, in the camps when the gospel was being presented uh, eyeball to eyeball and then uh, they began to listen, right? Do you think it was out of respect for the preacher or were they actually seeking mm-hmm. truth? Well, or, I think seeking truth too and respect yeah. for the man and, and seeking the truth, right? Right. And, uh, and they, uh, Mr. Strachan there used to preach to 50, 40, 50 men every evening, you know, and on, 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 the, on the scriptures. Wow. And then share the gospel, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, and and they would listen. They would listen. <laughs> and uh, eventually, once once the word was sown for for a number of years, and then they'd have evangelistic meetings in in the home church and in our home church, and a lot of the ones that Mr. Strachan had contact with in the, in the Lumberwoods would uh, even out of curiosity come. To, to the church services, sure. evangelistic yeah. services, yeah. and uh, so it translated into into the local church, seeing yeah. seeing some growth and some discipleship happen there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's really the little Southwest Church is really based upon uh, yeah. the work of the Shannonman, really, and and the witness they had in the community because yeah. he was going, he was going to them instead yeah. of them coming to to the church. Yeah. And they got to know him and appreciate him, and uh, even that brought him out. They brought them out to services, right? The yeah. Evangelistic services. So, wow. So as so a so as a work. so as a young boy, you 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 are a product, or you you're enjoying um, the the I guess the the offshoot of this ministry, where your grandfather and your and your father at least came back to faith in Christ, or. Yeah. Or come back to the church, or, or yeah. cross the line of faith yeah. uh, at some point, yeah. and 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 so you said, you know, in, in 1945 and uh, and on, you grew up in a in a Christian home. Uh, let's get back to your story there. Yep. So so in in as in your teen years, uh, started to wander uh, a little bit. A yeah, question? I got a I got a I got away from the Lord there, and probably 15, 16 years old, right, and. Uh, uh, well, just running really with the with the with the crowd that that I really shouldn't have been associating with, and, mm-hmm. and many of them older, ten years, year older than than I, and of course they were in the, a lot of the voices that that the person has prone to get into, like mm-hmm. alcohol and cigarettes and and and. Uh, and uh, Riotous living, riotous living, riotous uh, living. Cars, fast cars. driving Harleys. <laughs> yes, yeah. Fast cars and, yeah. and the crazy women. You know, what I mean? crazy Fight, women. Fight, yeah. Fighting. Were you guys let's, into fighting a lot? Let, let's talk about crazy women for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a whole other yeah. topic. We'll yeah. we'll save that for another I, podcast. I just, I just that's the um, the whole summers. Uh, <laughs> if anyone who knows the summers, that's what I always think when I see all. Because you have how many brothers? I got seven brothers. Seven yeah. brothers, and every time I see them all together, I just I like crap my pants. I'm like, I gotta yeah. get out of here because I feel like I'm gonna get the snot beat out. And they're all super yeah. nice guys, like yeah. just oh, yeah. the nicest, loving oh, ones. But I bet you, if if yeah. if something happened, they and they all snapped. Oh yeah, tough yeah, ones. Yeah, there's right? times we yeah. we snarled against each other, but when something happened to one of us, hey, oh, yeah. I knew that I, I had no seven backups, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. um, so then, yeah. uh, when you know you went through that season 
season and stuff like that. Like, yeah. a, what? what um, I guess what brought you through? Like, you know, because you became you ended up becoming a pastor, almost a shantyman yourself here for the yeah, the really. Uh, uh, nineteen sixty nine, nineteen sixty eight, sixty nine. I began to take stock of my own life, and I I, I had a good job. I worked at East Steel Mines for seven years, and and got to where I wanted in that career, right in the, in the lab, and and uh, I, I was very comfortable with my work, but very unsatisfied with my life, right? And uh, and I knew, I know the good life when I'm walking with the Lord, right? As a teenager, a young teenager, and and a lot of Christian friends, and uh, but uh, then I got took about a year to contemplate to say, well, you know. Uh, I, I know what I have to do. I, and that time I was married three years, had a young daughter, and and, mm. uh, and uh, I started taking stock of my own life and then uh, yeah. uh, thrashed it over for a number of number of months. And then I said, if I make this commitment, it's going to be a big change for me because all my friends were, all my friends were in the world and doing the things of the world, and I was drinking myself. And uh, so things were getting heated at home periodically because I was kind of running the, trying to live the single life, still staying married. Uh-huh. And so anyway, and then I said, uh, I said, Lord, I said, uh, if I make this commitment to you, I said, uh, it's going to be, a, I, I'm going to need you to see me through the, mm. the, the, uh, the transition of, uh, of my former life for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, one Saturday, one Sunday night, their uh, pastor uh, gave the invitation to commit our lives to the Lord, and so so I did, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then that's when the the change really mm-hmm. started. That was 1970, roughly, and uh, that's when things really began to change because I had to change my habits, and my vices. I had to stay away from the, from the from the pubs and, and the legions and uh, the whole revolution and life had to be changed. Mm. And uh, I was still working, of course, at the mines. And then after a year and a half, which was always on my heart, I believe God called me to a ministry when I was about eight or nine years old, right when I trusted <laughs> the Lord, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, was, I was so influenced with uh, Bible camps and uh, ministry in our church and it was so embedded. God was so yeah. embedded in my life that uh, I just couldn't get away from it. So, uh, so after a year and a half, after I rededicated my life to the Lord, and I started working with the youth club in our home church and and getting involved in my home church, and uh, instead of going to uh, pubs and so on, it was attending Bible camp, Bible studies through the week in church, and got okay. involved with with uh, with my home church, and then. Uh, and then uh, after a year and a half or so of that, I, I decided to, uh, and Bible school was always on my mind, even when I was away from the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. I was always in, I always wanted to attend. I attended at the Brunswick Bible Institute. I attended as a teenager there, a lot of the, the oh, yeah. uh, through the winter, uh, teen retreats and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, and uh, got to know a lot of the guys over that way. And So anyway, it all led to the fact that I, I resigned from my job and uh, and and uh, told my wife I'm gonna 
I'm gonna I'm gonna ship out right. <laughs> so uh, what do, uh, can I, I ask? Oh, yeah. I was say, can I ask a question about your yeah. your, your wife then? Yeah. Like, because so through that whole time, what was yeah. that like for her? Because was she was it was she a Christian? Did she have a, a love for God at this time? Was she in the same boat as you? Like, you talk about a bit of conflict at home. Like, was <laughs> was that process? What was that like for you and her? Yeah, no, that was uh, that was one of my problems in living in the world, right? She was one of my biggest problems because she wouldn't go to dances, she wouldn't go to pubs, she wouldn't. Okay. She wouldn't drink, she wouldn't smoke, uh, and sometimes I'd say, "Well, why did you marry me?" You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 and uh, but anyway, my wife uh, asked the same question for them. many different yeah. don't, don't they? They they it usually yeah. comes to that. Yeah. But, but looking looking back, looking back, she was a big influence on my life sure. because uh, she didn't agree with any of the. Yeah. And, the, and the lifestyle that I had, really, and uh, but it gradually got worse, of course, after after we were married, mm-hmm. and uh, I was still trying to live the single life, and and uh, and wondering what she was complaining about, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I was working shift work the mines and going instead of coming home and go with the guys and stuff like this, right? Yeah. So, so what what a, what a big change though? What a yeah. what a transition yeah. from, you know, from. You know, those, many out there who who perhaps cross the line of faith for the first time, and and certainly there are changes, right? Which yeah. which we hope. I mean, uh, we we believe that God uh, transfers us from death into life. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a spiritual thing that happens. But for you, it was uh, you know not only going back to the church and and leading your family back there, but you quit your job and moved across the province. So so let's let's fast forward a little bit just for just for the sake of time. So you ended up at Bible school. You went through Bible school, um, yeah. and uh, had I'm sure lots of adventures there. You had you went there as a married uh, a married couple, a married, yep. uh, and you had a, a daughter. My my sister uh, Sonia was yeah. there. I was born actually at Bible wow. school. Yeah. That's got to count for something. Cool. That counts for absolutely nothing. So no, that doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't count for anything. Yeah, we had we had a great we had a great time trusting the Lord. We had to trust the Lord, of course, all the way financially and everything. Right. We had, yeah. uh, I had I had a good paying job. I had a couple of vehicles. Move had, in a little closer on your mic there. We were very comfortable, you know, at the in my job, and mm-hmm. then of course it's you're you're. Uh, you're cut off from a lot of the finances and so on and so forth. Sure. So yeah, me and my was, wife have been talking about that because yeah, I see yeah. impact things that can happen and then the, the potential to be like, how much will you trust God to move to a certain area? Mm-hmm. Not knowing where, you know, not knowing, mm-hmm. um, you know, what you're, you know, you're going to do to provide. And like, yeah, and, yeah. and so I, I, I respect that being able to, to move in that area where God wanted you to, to go to. Yeah, that was a, that was a big step. A yeah. big step, and uh, I don't recommend it for anyone unless it's the will of God. Sure, mm-hmm. that's, that's what you call the will of God because you have the confidence that He's going to provide. I had there was no doubt in my mind that He was going to provide, but uh, but it has to be in the will of God. You can't just say, "Well, yeah, you go and do this or you do that." You know, it has to be in. The, in you the didn't will have of God. any doubt about it. you were like. He's yeah. the same wow. God that Abraham had, the same God that Isaac had, Joseph. I was taught all that stuff, and, uh, and uh, I said, the same God that I have. Right? I struggle with that. I, yeah. I personally have a lot of doubt when it comes yeah. to sometimes yeah. learning yeah. how to have better, deeper faith and trust. Yeah. And yeah, you have to do that. You know, you, 
there has to be without you know the Lord said without faith it's impossible to please God right you mm-hmm. know and, and there has to be that step of faith and trusting God right and I knew that and I did that and uh, and here we are a number of years after and then after Bible school I spent a year in mission school and learned a lot of good things there and then come home and got involved with my home church again and mm-hmm. and eventually uh and uh so that's the that's the always the interesting story for me because people will meet me and and they they'll they'll learn that you're a pastor but they 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 assume i guess that i'm a that i'm a a pastor's kid a pk as we call it in church world (laughs) uh but but i wasn't i i didn't grow up as a as a as a pastor no No. i didn't so because let, just real quickly, I mean, when you left Bible school and went, you went, you did some mission training. But you came home and you were basically a high capacity volunteer in in your local church. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's when I think uh, of my okay. upbringing. Yeah. Um, you you know, you worked jobs. You you worked yeah. at the mines. You had yeah. several jobs, yeah. and and yeah. we're always a hard worker. That's I remember yeah. my dad yeah. being up before all of us yeah. and being out the door, and un, unlike unlike uh, unlike me that. Uh, sleeps in in the morning but but that's what i remember a hard a hard working man but not necessarily in ministry right it wasn't until probably well at 91 before you put you took your first vocational uh, vocational position you know this was this was good for me because i had to humble myself later on and things didn't like i was thinking about mission fields and all this stuff Mm. and then and then that didn't mature and so i just went back home and i said lord i I want to serve you, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and the place I had to do that, of course, is in my local church, right? And so, uh, uh, yeah, good I, place to I start. Worked, I worked seven seven years in in, uh, in the local church, right? With different deacons and so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. raised a family and and uh, and, uh, and involved with uh, Bible camps and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's that's where to grow is in your local church, right? right. You know, and then you raise your family to get in the in the local church. And let me say, as a as a <clears throat> pastor too, I, I yeah. mean, when you when you have someone uh, who who loves the Lord and and has a call in their life, uh, you know, I mean, we we love to see people go off to Bible school and 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 take up, I guess, what we would call full time vocational ministry. But how precious is those people who who connect with the local church and give what I would say copious amounts of time uh, to 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 the local church. Yeah. I, I use the word volunteering, uh, but it but it's not. It's it's ministry, right? It's significant ministry in our communities in our local church. And I had a great example of that uh, with you and and mom growing up because I, I I watched it all all along mm-hmm. uh, going through that. I think too though because uh, some of our listeners might not be in within that church realm, right? So they might. So some of this isn't even. Uh, perspective that they would have yeah uh, but i think i think the goodness like with with jesus and his serving it didn't always end up reflecting back into just just the local church but it, it kind of filtered out into the community so even if you're listening uh, like i guess what we're saying in all this is it's, it's just good in general to be a person of giving of your time and mm-hmm. energy to places that are going to impact help and give to other people and so you know whether it's at a church or whether it's at other community things if you're if, you're, if we're at, us as christians we always see it as the heart of jesus to be serving right yes. so here yeah. if we're in the community we're volunteering at things it's because of the heart of jesus but if you don't have faith in jesus i think there's still that sense of there's a love out there 
um, that's that's deep mm-hmm. that really should impact us to have relationship and then and then give to other people selflessly instead of it being that mindset of always being like I have to get right right there's something very freeing and something very deep about when you start serving and giving and being involved and giving your time without anything attached in return or anything so. I think that's great to be able to invest time in upfront, trust God, have you know, with the money and stuff, and then be able to come back and then say, you know, yeah. we're gonna, I'm gonna keep yeah. keep giving and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. 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 And so then the impact that you had, like what, um, you know, uh, from there, you you did transition to into a full time pastor at some point, correct? Yeah, I was I was involved of course in my church full time and basically, you know, I mean, was, and plus raising my family, right, and working besides and uh, and. Uh, uh, how did I get into the ministry full time? Well, I was I was speaking on the, on the weekends yep. in various churches that didn't have pastors, and there was one small church in Derby that didn't have a pastor, and uh, in Sunny Corner for a couple of years in the church there, and and uh, and while I was at Lord Derby, uh, after eight months or so, they'd asked me if I would uh, uh, consider coming there full time, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, so I had a good job at the time, and I didn't really need the finances or anything. But, but I, then I had to decide. Well, I had worked hard for this company, and I kind of built up a, established uh, a business with this company. Mm-hmm. And then I had to decide. Well, Lord, what what do you want? Right? Oh, yeah. And uh, then I had to make a decision. Then you know, my boss said, "Well, do both. You know, and mm-hmm. stay, stay where you are." And, <laughs> as and bosses, as bosses with good yeah, employees yeah. do, <laughs> do both. So, yeah. so I said, "Well, no, I don't think I can do that." So I, anyway, I committed myself to the to the ministry there, and we had a tremendous time with that small church. And uh, I think there was about twelve, fifteen people there when we started, and. And uh, we started a, a youth youth clubs, and uh, and eventually about forty teenagers in in the area, and uh, involved with uh, with uh, ministry and, and Bible camps. I think at the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at Sandy at uh, McKendrick Lake, yeah, mm-hmm. I was involved with that, and uh, plus the youth meetings, and then seventeen, eighteen hours a day, going seven days a week. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. six or seven years in that in that small church, so uh, but they treated us very well. But after six seven years, I said, well, maybe we we want to expand and do more and so on and so forth. So, oh, uh, one Wednesday night, I uh, I resigned from, from that ministry and and uh, and they say, where are you going? Well, I said, I really don't know. You yeah. know <laughs> again, 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 again. I'm, I'm stepping out. I don't know where I'm going. Stepping where you're going. <laughs> Let's like, go home and like tell Sandra. Abraham, <laughs> pulled an Abraham, yeah. right? And you so, with three kids, you should have been. You should have been put. Kids, you yeah. should have been put up on charges. Yeah, I should yeah, be arrested. Doing, doing you know? something like that. But uh, but it goes right back to the thing where God provided before. God provides and, yeah. and He meets our needs and He and He has and He did, and tremendous. And then. Uh, and then uh, some of the families that were at the other church, uh, because we were interested in ministering to children and teenagers, they, they said, well, we, we, we want a church that, that does what you have been doing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so we decided to have meetings at a, at a, at a rec center in, in, in that small village. And, uh, 
And it grew from there a year and a half after uh, we, we bought 12 acres of property just outside the city of Memorishi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that in itself was a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. And see God provided and people coming in with, with money to pay for the property. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's just uh, a miracle in itself. Yeah. Uh, Victory Baptist Fellowship is shout out a miracle. Shout out <laughs> Victory Baptist <laughs> yeah. Fellowship. Yeah, they're on the they're on the west end of yeah, town. On the yeah. west end, they're yeah. actually right near uh, the Mercy Valley Bible Camp. Yeah. We're in the director, so we're yeah. like I can, yeah, yeah, right yeah stones yeah. throw away. Like, you're like neighbors. So I just like tell the people on the east side of the east side of the. Miramichi to yeah. stay there and yeah. <laughs> we're like the blood don't come bother us the blood's in the crypts <laughs> east side east side church right and on, yeah. west side so church better. victory <laughs> well we're we're closing on on time uh, yeah. dad but maybe in in the in the course of hearing your story and, and yeah. certainly we we didn't we didn't even get didn't to even the touch it barely. it didn't even no, touch it i mean you can't you can't go through yeah. 70 plus years of no, really. of, of adventures no, no. and too so much, we're much. we're definitely going to have you back because one of the one of the things we want to do through this podcast and and uh, certainly we we want to have those who are um, who are interested or curious about christianity to find us mm-hmm. and to to uh, ask questions and and have a conversation uh, we want to have those who have left the church um, to find us and to start to make their way back to mm-hmm. faith in mm-hmm. to faith in God. And that's yeah. not necessarily faith in church, yeah. because that's a whole yeah. you know yeah. that's a whole other thing, yeah. uh, and and certainly not our our motivation is not to to have people have faith in church. We want people yeah. to have faith in in Christ um, and and in the gospel. So just just. The last question of of our time together, uh, you had mentioned, you know, through your teen years, you you had kind of wandered away. Is there a couple of things that you could identify? And I know this is kind of like a pop question, but a couple of things that you identify in your life that that helped you make your way back. I know it was a little later on in your 20s that you that you finally come back to the Lord. But can you can you put, um, uh, uh, you know, your finger on what was that thing um, that that really made you wake up and say, uh, I, I you know I need I need to rediscover uh, faith and I need to rediscover God. Well, I think it was uh, because I knew the Lord before mm-hmm. and and enjoyed the peace of serving the Lord as a as a young teenager mm-hmm. and and under the influence of so many Christian guys mm-hmm. and uh, and then I experienced the other life and uh, I looked as what what. Where was my life satisfied? Right. Yeah. And uh, and I said I know when my life was the most peaceful. Yeah. And uh, most contented. Yeah. You know, and I found out that the world had a lot to offer, but nothing satisfying. Right. right? It was always always a, a a downer. Always always. Yeah. And so I said I'm I'm gonna get back to where I was. Um, 10, 12 years prior. Nice. And, and then that's, that's where the peace comes when you're, when you're dialed in with the Creator. Right. Because yeah. he, he created us to honor him and, and, and connect with him. And I think my, my taste of God before hmm. was never left. And I said, Lord, I got to get back to where, where I was. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, for anyone that's listening, uh, uh, that's that's that is the life. This is the life. You mm. know, it has its it has its up and downs and its sure. its heartaches and so on and so forth. But there's always that peace there, right? Yeah. And that's what brought me back, 
right? Yeah. And uh, and then, like you say, I didn't come back to church. No. I didn't no. come back to church. Right. Yeah. And that was the last thing I wanted was church, right? Because yeah. as 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 kids in in our home, of course, we're we're, we're uh, going to church was a built-in. You was know, automatic. Standard, was standard yeah. equipment. You guys, right? I, I heard the story. You guys had a path cut, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, they grew up oh, right yeah. next yeah. to the church. Two, yeah. what, three doors down? Two yeah, doors three down. Two doors down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you get you eight 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 pairs yeah. of, of yeah. shoes. Yeah. On, on the way to the <laughs> on the way to the yeah. church yeah. would have been quite a path every oh, sing, yeah. every single Sunday. But it, but again, that that wasn't it for you, right? It wasn't it for no, me. Yeah. I I come back. I come back to the Lord. That's what right. I come back to, and then. Uh, and then that that made the difference in my life too, because I wasn't coming back to a building, I wasn't yeah. coming back to a church, I wasn't yeah. coming back. I come back mm-hmm. to the Lord, right? Yeah. And and I knew there was a transition that took place then that mm-hmm. hadn't taken before. Right? Yeah. And that's that's and, a, uh, that, that's a great message for the yeah. day because yeah. I I know there's I've certainly talked to to many people in in the course of my time being back on the river, that you know that have had an experience in the past. Yeah that was that was significant they were either brought up in the church or or had uh, had experienced you know summer camps or youth groups and 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 so on and have tasted uh how the the what what we talk what we we as christians often talk about that peace and that love and that joy mm-hmm. and and have experienced that and then have have walked away from mm-hmm. it for for whatever reason we we talk about the reasons why people leave yeah. leave their faith and leave the church um, but but that's a great that's a great uh, reminder for us that to take a look at where your life is now mm-hmm. and 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 is it is it really better is it more satisfying mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, when at the end of the at the end of the day when the lights go out and you're laying in bed and it's quiet like where does your where does your mind go yeah you know yeah. do do you think about the future do you think about um, eternity like is yeah, this yeah, it yeah. Really, you know yeah. the, the yeah. all the trouble and the and the heartache that you went through during the day is it going is that all going to be worth it if we just die and and then there's nothing but I think you know? too I think too with that is that sense of purpose so even uh, even in in the day right so because right. because a lot of times I think I grew up with that focus of like okay well when you know when Jesus comes back, or, or when you die, you, you know heaven. But that idea that Jesus is pushing us towards a fuller life, like sure. today. So Absolutely. even even that sense of of it almost seems like a transition from selfishness to selflessness. And so mm-hmm. that that experience of going through and seeing like what is it that's that does fulfill me, and then realizing that the deepest sense of fulfillment is actually doing what Jesus did and just letting go and giving and like right. allowing your life to be um, one that's used you know, for, for the benefit of other, other people. Right? right. And so even that sense of like finding purpose, like I, I hear it all the time. People are trying to find purpose. And so things that make them happy and fulfillment, but I mean, depending on what your purpose is, I really honestly depends on how, what your fulfillment in, in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's good. Yeah. We, we've, we've un- unpacked a lot of great things here. We've, we uh, told some stories. We've unpacked. We've uh, <laughs> make fun of Victor for that. <laughs> then, uh, getting, getting back to the getting back to the Shannyman thing. I mean, they had a tremendous influence yes. in our life. Yeah. The Shannyman, yeah, and 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 Mr. Strachan, and there's dozens and dozens of, of guys, men at that time, come to know the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Including my 
including my dad, right? But and, uh, were they recording podcasts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 but this is this is no, the, this, this is the new. This is yeah. the new. This is the new one. I, I like to I like to think you know in, in drawing correlation, which which we were trying to. Um, between why we called yeah. our podcast yep. Shannyman is these guys were going to difficult places. They were going to hard places, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were going where the people were. Yeah. And, and so through yeah. this podcast, we really yeah. want to go yeah. to where the people are if they're not coming to church. Yeah. Um, but but we still feel like we have well, a message after, to share. Because after after I get out of Bible school and mission school, and I would come back home again, and then I gravitated into the work field again, construction, mm-hmm. and back to East Steel Mines again, and and I learned to live with the people that I knew before, yes. and still living for God, right? Yeah. And still loving them to death, right? Yeah. And uh, say, hey, Vin, you know, what are you doing now? You know, what are you mm-hmm. doing now? And I share with them and been friends with them, and they're still friends. And some have gravitated to our church and uh, yeah. and uh, and our musical on Friday nights and yeah. so on. That's good. So. Uh, but that's where it is today. That's where it is today. It, it hasn't changed from Shannon. Christian Association, what they started, no, yeah, no, is going in there, and I had more influence, as much in influence, uh, working in in construction and so on as I did in a local church. Yeah, and uh, and I try to do the same thing today, right? I try mm-hmm. to be real, try to be, try to be. Uh, uh, Vin Summers, you know. <laughs> well, you are a great Vin Summers. And thank you that you came on this podcast. Yeah, and, and we, you know, Dad, I, I, it, it seems a little disingenuous for me to, to brag on you because yeah. you're my dad, but um, but I don't care. I have the mic right now and people have to listen, but I, can turn I, I, I certainly, you know, appreciate your... Um, your candor, your authenticity, you know, as a father, you were never one one guy at church and another guy at home. And I think that was significant for me in, in, and for my siblings as well, uh, to see faith lived out in the home, which I think is so important and probably another topic for another podcast. But yeah. we've run out of time. I just uh, want to ask today. one question before, though, before, as we have here. No, we run yeah. out of time. No, 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 listen. Okay, what, guys. what happened with Victor? <laughs> Why? And now Something we're, is... <laughs> and now we're out of time, definitely. Yeah. Now, we, we want to thank you. Uh, thank, thank you so much for coming yeah. in. We're going to have you back because there's there's more stuff for us to discuss yeah. uh, I'm v- super interested in in uh, a pastor who is who is led in a small community because I know there's a whole different dynamic to that and so if you're listening and you're a pastor in a small uh, town small community and you're wondering what in the world God has uh, why God has put you there <laughs> uh, we're gonna try to try to get yeah. some insight into that because all three of us in this room we're doing the same thing right yeah. we're not in a in a in the GTA, uh, leading <laughs> leading big uh, ministries. We're in small communities, but yet we want to see God have uh, have impact here. Yeah. So awesome! Good. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we got lots we, of good stuff have, coming up. Eh? Lots of good yeah. stuff coming up. We yeah. hope you've enjoyed your time with us. We'll talk to you soon. Check us out. All Take right. care. Blessings. Blessings.